カハンニャハラミタシンギョウ Thank you for joining the Zen Care Podcast. These recorded Dharma talks are given freely to our community in the heart of New York City, which we are honored to now share with you. New York Zen Center for Contemplative Care is dedicated to transforming the nature of care through contemplative practice by meeting illness, aging, and death with compassion and wisdom. Learn about us at zencare.org. So, hope you're all well this evening. I was,、uh, we had a meeting this morning and,、uh, for the staff. And、uh, any staff people here? No? And each Monday we have、uh, you know, the staff meeting, the catch up, see how everything's going. And we start with a poem or a teaching, usually from the Zen tradition. And,、uh, or the, at least a contemplative care, contemplative tradition. And this morning, I found this beautiful poem that I love, that I've forgotten about, by Basho. So I'm just going to read this poem, very short. Treading the mountain path, the violets fill my heart with indefinable gracefulness, though no one pays any attention to the violets along the path. They still bloom quietly, beautifully, elegantly. So, though no one pays any attention to the violets along their path, they still bloom quietly, beautifully, elegantly. What an incredibly wonderful line that is. Without any attention from us, they don't need us. They just bloom on the side of the road, in the forest, in the field, wherever they are. Just simply being their violet selves. They're like, here we are, popping up. You know, they've had the sunshine, they've had the rain, you know, they've had what, mother, what they needed from Mother Nature. They don't need anything from us. They just bloom, violets. So, I got to thinking about my own、um, ways that I don't pay attention. I lack attention. And、uh, what is it that fills my heart?、Um, and so, I'm wondering what it is that fills your heart. Think about it for a moment. What are the things that you are,、uh, that you miss? That you've missed, what are the things that you missed today? Things that were right in front of you. You didn't even notice. On the other side of that coin of Basho's heart being filled because he noticed the violence just being there. On the other side of that coin is. Again, as I said, what did you notice? Did you go to the store today? Did you go to the same store every day? Do you know what color hair the checkout person has? Maybe the same checkout person you see every day. What color, what color was their top? Do they wear one of those uniforms that say maybe、uh, 
Christidis or Walgreens or Westside Market with their name underneath. They wearing us their own sweater, their blouse. What are they wearing? Think about it. What are the things that are right in front of you that you miss? There's a koan from the Mumankan. Ordinary mind is Tao. Ordinary mind is the way. Joshu once asked Nansen, what is Tao? Nansen answered, ordinary mind is Tao. Then should we direct ourselves toward it or not, asked Joshu. If you try to direct yourself toward it, you go away from it, answered Nansen. Joshu continued, if we do not try, how can we know then what is Tao? Nansen replied, Tao does not belong to knowing or to not knowing. Knowing is illusion, not knowing is blankness. If you really attain the Tao of no doubt, it is like the great void so vast and boundless. How then can there be right and wrong in the Tao? At these words, Joshu was suddenly enlightened. Everybody got it? I hope not. It's taken me 30 years and I still don't have it. But that's the beauty of these cards. They just change. So, if you really attain the Tao of no doubt, it is like the great void, so vast and boundless. How then can there be right and wrong in the Tao? With these words, Joshua suddenly enlightened. So it's not about knowing or not knowing. Nansen tells us, knowing is illusion and not knowing is blankness. It's not about this not knowing of ignorance. It's the knowing, if you like, before thought, before we get caught up in what, they use the word Tao, but let's use the word Dharma for the way. It's when we get caught up in what we think, what we want it to be. You know, all these stories of uh, this is the way it should be. This is the way my practice should be. This is the way, blah, 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 blah. It's not for me. I don't know. I can't. I'm da, 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 da. We think we know the way things should be. It's not that knowing. It's the knowing before knowing. Avalokiteshvara Bodhisattva doing deep doing deep prajna paramita, the knowing before knowing. That's what Nansen is talking about here. The prajna, the prajna, knowing before knowing. You know, if we're sitting um, 
on 23rd Street, you know, we hear the sound or the sirens. We actually know what that is before the thought arises. When, if, you're, if those of you who are lucky enough to have a house with a garden, you know, and you hear the sound of the birds in the morning, before you even put the identity to it, you know it's a robin. You know it's a crow. You know whatever it is. Before you say, ah, robin. Oh my God, look, listen to the robin. So cute, so beautiful. Before that, it's the wisdom before knowing. So when we try to put something on top of uh, the Dharma, when we try to um, coming to Zazen, coming to, to Zen, when we're sitting Zazen, oh, we've tried it out for a month, two months, and it's like, this is not working for me. I don't like this. Um, how do we just stay with the not knowing of the practice? How do we stay with I don't have to have an ultimate, an ulterior motive. I don't have to have a goal. I just need to sit, right? In that not knowing, that clarity, if you like, of not needing the answer. Because actually we already have it. It just hasn't surfaced yet, right? Banke, Zen teacher, Rinzai master from, uh, I'm gonna say the 17th century, did a whole lot of writing on this unborn mind. And the whole teachings that he gave was about this unborn mind, that we already have the answer. The Buddha, Buddha mind is the unborn mind. It's the one that doesn't have to pile story on top of story on top of story. Um, my thoughts are totally unborn right now. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I was saying the other day, I think a salmon. Um, I, mean, I, my, my, I have thoughts that hijack thoughts. It's like, <laughs> I don't know. My unborn thoughts right now. I have no idea where I was going with this talk a minute ago. Let's talk about Banke, the unborn mind, the Buddha mind. Right, unborn mind is Buddha mind. It's the mind that is simply pure before putting anything else on it. Right? Buddha mind, Buddha nature, Buddha mind. Just perfectly complete, perfectly complete just as it is, right? Um, we chant in the four vows. The dharmas are boundless. Nansen tells us in the koan, how can they be right and wrong? It is like the great void, so vast and boundless. How can right and wrong be in there? Just this great vast, un, this great vast unknowing, this great vast not knowing, boundless. When we chant the four vows, the dharmas are boundless. How can there be any right and wrong in boundlessness? Right? 
people are nodding. Some people are like, what the hell is he talking about? There's all sorts of stories happening right now across the screen. You know, I can see it on your faces and immediately I'm making a story about what you're thinking. Oh, lights having a good time out there in the wind. Is that a virtual background? Cam's laughing, he's, you know, he's enjoying the talk, you know. And then somebody has a very kind of stoic look and I'm like, oh my God, they hate me, you know. And so this is what happens. I get into this place of, I don't want to not know because that's too frightening, so I have to know. And once I get into that place of I have to know, I'm just making up a story. Right? I'm just making up a story because I don't know. But it's so dangerous for me to be in that place of not knowing. I don't want to be vulnerable. I don't want to look like I don't know what I'm talking about. Right? How can I be comfortable? Is there a way that I can be comfortable in this unborn mind? Right? The way I can begin to understand this concept of not knowing in this unbornness, this unborn mind, is to sit zazen. This is my practice. This is my practice to sit zazen. To be in, I was speaking with someone earlier, you know, beautiful, beautiful student was talking about the confusion. Is this the right practice for them? I don't know. I don't know. And they are not sure right now. And it's okay to be in confusion rather than um, fighting the confusion. Can you settle into it? Can you settle into your confusion? Right? Can you settle into that not knowing, which is not blankness? It's that not knowing that hasn't come, it hasn't come to you yet. Or it has, and you're just not seeing it. You know, it's like that. Um, I think, I don't know why this is flashing into my unborn thought mind, um, but for some reason I just flashed back onto Werner Erhardt. Anybody remember Werner Erhardt, Est? Anybody old enough to remember Est? Or the forum and it became something else. What else did it become? Landmark, the landmark. So way back in the day when I was uh, drunk enough to turn up to these meetings, at, um, there were always some... Uh, hotel, some conference room in New York City, in the hotel, I remember that, so people were nodding their head and smiling. And there was, there was this uh, myth that they would lock the doors and you couldn't leave. And it was kind of like that, you know, if you want to go to the bathroom, they wanted to make sure you were gonna come back. Do you really need to leave right now? Why is it that you're leaving right now? What is it that's being said to you right now? What are you thinking right now that you have to go to the bathroom? It's like, um, 
but there was a, one exercise. Look, look at Diana. She's like cracking up over there. You obviously, you obviously were there. <laughs> it was so crazy. I the train's coming into the station. The train is thought. Ah, uh, so one of the exercises, you know, when Earhart would stand there, he'd stand there with a vanilla, a vanilla cone and a chocolate cone, and he'd say, "Which one would you choose? Do you want do you want vanilla or do you want chocolate?" And you'd say chocolate and say, "Why don't you want vanilla?" Blah 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 blah. blah. There's this whole battle going on: chocolate, vanilla, chocolate, vanilla. And what's coming to my mind right now is that I or my I already knew which one I wanted before I thought about it, but the moment I got into thought, that's when the whole thing would open up this conversation. Why the chocolate? Why not the vanilla? Yada, 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 yada. And it was so simple. But you know, that exercise used to drive everyone crazy. I don't know why I thought of that, it just, it just came up, but I had a good giggle about uh, est. So anyway, the Tao. What is right in front of us? Can we just be? without piling on a story. This is what Nansen is asking us to do. If we do not try, how can we know what the Tao is? Nansen replied, it doesn't belong to knowing or not knowing or not knowing. It's just what it is. Settle into that. Into it's okay. I already know in the unborn mind, in the, the Dharma mind. I already know. Sitting zazen, sitting this practice, hopefully it will unpack. Which is why retreat is so important for us. To be able to allow everything to just drop away. It's really, you know, we're having a difficult time right now on uh, Zoom. Because there's so many distractions. We're in our home. You know, we have our two beautiful cats here. You know, they sometimes make noises. And, you know, it's easy to go into the kitchen and make a cup of tea. And, you know, think, oh, i got to get the dinner on the stove. And say, like, oh, well, maybe I should sit. And then when I'm sitting, I'm thinking, oh, maybe I should. I Did I put the, did I turn the stove on? And it's the salmon marinating. You know, this is all the stuff that goes through my mind. When it's there. To constantly come back constantly coming back. So we have to be more alert, more awake when we're not in the center, when we're not in our zendos. And here I am piling on a story about my own sitting practice. Can I just be with it as it is? Let me finish with that poem once more. And I'm gonna, you know, just ask you tomorrow, um, at the end of my bereavement groups, uh, we, we offer each other a blessing. You know, there are usually 12 people in the group. And I, for the last few weeks, the, my blessing has been the same for each group or for, for, yeah, for each group, it's like, when you're on your way to work or wherever it is you go tomorrow, notice the flowers blooming. Even here in New York City, 
on the sidewalks, you know, uh, in certain neighborhoods, they've, they've planted flowers around the trees, you know, with a little fence so the dogs can't shit on them. Like, notice the tulips, notice the daffodils, notice the dog shit, you know, it's like, pay attention, pay attention. See if you can see the things you missed today. Tomorrow, see if you can see the things you missed. And no notice, if you can, you see the beautiful tulip. Before you see tulip, see the, just see the beauty of it. The yellowness, the redness. Tulips are almost gone, I think. But notice, and even before you see the redness or the yellowness, simply see that which is in front of you. That's the Tao. That's what Nansen is asking us to do. To see just that. So, that's all I got.